hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're going to go back and touch base with Adam from the Tactical Breakdown podcast. Welcome to the podcast review show hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at PodcastReviewShow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. This is a Where Are They Now episode where we uh, bring somebody back who was on the show, see what's been uh, working for them, maybe things that didn't work, things of that nature. And tonight we've got Adam from uh, his website, thebreakdown.ca, the website Tactical Breakdown. And uh, Adam, how are you doing, buddy? Gentlemen, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Great you bet. Thanks you. for taking time coming to coming to hang out with us. Uh, Adam, tell us a little bit about your your show. Who's it intended for and what do you talk about on the podcast? Yeah, thanks. So the podcast is called The Tactical Breakdown. And essentially, our primary audience is law enforcement instructors and trainers. So we also have a lot of other uh, people that watch and listen uh, that are in security corrections, other criminal justice fields. Um, and regular just police officers, but primarily we want to speak to the instructors and the trainers. So um, that's kind of been the whole purpose of the podcast since the beginning. It's We've adjusted a little bit here and there. And obviously after the first run uh, of the episode that I did with you guys, that you guys walked and talked me through it, made some changes and uh, hopefully for the better. Yeah, I remember when we uh, originally listened to the show, we were right in the thick of it. We could definitely tell it was you had a clear vision of who your podcast was for. And uh, you were talking specifically to those people. Uh, had some jargon in there that only they would understand. I remember we gave you a little bit of feedback about that if you were looking to broad, uh, broaden the audience a little bit. Um, but you were talking specifically to that individual and uh, it was very focused. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the key to really the success that I've found, I think, is really like micro targeting our audience. And the reason being is because I found when we started, we kind of had this idea of, of touching all these different topics um, in, in law enforcement, in the military, for emergency responders. And it kind of just got muddy really fast. And so when we decided to hone in on one specific niche, we still had all of the same audience that was that that uh, would join in from all these other areas, but wanted to listen to what we were talking about because it was so focused on on the instructional level. Um, and um, yeah, so I think that was really the key to the success, success that we found so far. I think that's one thing that scares a lot of podcasters. They think if you narrow down, you limit your audience. And when you narrow down, you actually make your your content 
um, much more specialized, but much more powerful. And it connects in such a stronger way because you know exactly who you're targeting when you create that content. So we go back 10 months ago when we first spoke. Uh, tell us where you were at that point in time in the podcast. Yeah, I think that was episode 10. Um, that was way back at the beginning. So I think we were four months in at the time, maybe a little less. And um, the the entire process for me at that time was very strenuous. So going through and everything from setting the interviews to the recording, to the editing, to the web design and creating show notes, everything just seemed like a monumental task. Um, and which was, which was interesting because now looking back at it, I kind of laugh at myself. I'm like, it took me that long to put an episode together when now it's like, we're just, you can just hammer them out <laughs> without really thinking about it. And so I think that's been the biggest change is that the learning curve when once you actually got rolling into it and dis- and developed a workflow, it really changes the game. What was the one change in your workflow that really made the difference in streamlining things for you? For me, it was the organizational component. So what I did was on my computer, I would organize the files uh, and, and do it in a way that I knew from after completing one step, I'd have to move to the next, move to the next, move to the next. So at the beginning too, I had to decide how to get the information from the guests. And so I had issues because at the beginning I would interview them and then have to retroactively go back and be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, can I get a picture? Oh, Hey, by the way, can I get your social media? Can I get your website? Can I get this, that, whatever. And it was always just like a daunting thing. Like, man, I don't want to go back and bug this person again. And I don't want to go back and, and just make them think that I'm really unprofessional at what I'm doing. Cause I'm trying to sell this like really high levels um, idea. Right. And so the workflow developed in a way that I, you actually, I started using a, a program called Typeform, and I created this entire document for them to fill out. It was super simple; took maybe five minutes total. They could upload right onto it all the stuff that I needed, answered all my questions. And by the time that we even recorded, most of the time when we set up the recording the day of, I would take the hour before and I would create all the copy. I would create all of the um, the the social media images and the the images I needed for the podcast and everything was almost done. So by the time I just recorded the episode, the only thing left was to edit it and upload it, uh, which really, really saved me time and, and, and kind of honed me in onto just utilizing my time most effectively, I guess. Yeah. When you can find those things that you do re- repeatedly each episode and make those a, a specific formula. So you just follow the steps uh, it just it cuts down on the production time so uh, just tremendously saves you yeah. so much time. Yeah. What's the uh, the purpose, I guess, of the podcast? Some people do it because they're trying to promote a business. Some people it's a passion project. They just want to do it. Some people just want to hang out in the basement and have some some suds with their friends and and talk about the good old days. Uh, what's the why of your of the podcast? Yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite question uh, that I've been asked. The, that not kind of it, it harkens to the whole reason why I became an instructor in the first place was it's the why. Why do we actually teach what we teach? What is the purpose behind it? It's it's all fun and games, and everybody loves the high speed stuff that you see on TV with all the tactical shooting and the the combat and and the defensive tactics training and all those types of things. But it's why are we doing this? 
And that's really the purpose behind the podcast. Essentially, I, when I built this podcast out, it's a, it's still a passion project. Like, please like, don't get this confused by anything. Even though we make money now, and this is my full-time job, it's still a passion project. I get so excited every time I get to come down and record a podcast episode or we're doing all these new things with these virtual events and these training development programs because I get essentially sit across and talk to one of the world leading experts on a given topic. And it's like, I get a one-on-one instructional lesson. And so for me, it's fun. It's really super entertaining every time I get to come down and have a conversation, but the purpose and the reason behind it is there's so much going on now. I mean, we don't have to get into the politics behind it and the anti-police rhetoric and all the stuff that's happening, but Police officers, regardless of your opinion of them, are probably in one of the worst spots right now than they ever have been uh, in a long time. And whatever your opinion on that is, the the fact remains the same is that they're not getting training. And if they are getting training, it's substandard. And they're stressed out. They're confused. They're afraid. They don't know what's going to happen every single shift. And so what we wanted to do was take the best instructors in the world and give these regular officers around the United States where there's almost a million of them um, and then around the world. And we wanted to give them access to these world-class instructors and do it in a way that they didn't have to pay for it. Do, do it in a way that they were able to absorb the content and the training. And hopefully at the end of the day, one piece of information, something that gets said during the podcast will help that officer either on that shift or maybe throughout their, their year or potentially save their life or somebody else's life. And, and really that's the, the core reason why I put this whole thing together. That's fantastic. You know, so many people say, start with what you love, do what you love and the money will follow. And you're a perfect example of that. You start it because you love uh, the subject matter and you love what you do. And uh, it, you just found a way to make it your full-time job. That's a fantastic story. So over the last 10 months uh, we, we've talked 10 months ago on episode 10 over the last 10 months, where has the the show come and how has it transformed since we first spoke? Well, it's come up. It's the, the podcast kind of morphed into a few different projects, which I guess really I should have seen coming, but I didn't. So it, it two things happened. One, we were able to create a whole bunch of podcast episodes because I really got into a role of having people just reach out to me and say, Hey, I love this show. Can I get on it? Can I, can I help you out? Can I help you in some way, shape or form? And these are some of the top instructors in the world in law enforcement and military. And so every time I got one of those calls, I was humbled and said, yeah, man, absolutely. Let's get it on. Let's record something. What happened was I got ahead of myself. And um, as I told you guys, before we, we hit the record button, I've actually 16 episodes in the can now that I haven't even released because we got tied up with all these extra projects and the projects all tied back in with the podcast. And what we've done is actually created online training content in video format um, that is international. And we've actually taken it and turned it into the largest international law enforcement training event in the world, which we just ran. Uh, And so that trend, the podcast transformed into this virtual event, which again, we recycle back into the podcast and Really, the event helped grow the podcast substantially, and then the podcast helped promote the event. And it's kind of this this cyclical arrangement where they just build off of each other, which is really the the coolest thing to see. 
Is that just an annual event? Will you do it just once a year? Or will you do it multiple times? So it was really was a test run. So this first one, so real quickly, just what it is, it's called the International Law Enforcement Training Summit. And so you can check it out at ILETSummit.com. We already ran it, so it's not live anymore, uh, but we're going to be allowing people access to it throughout the, the next year. But what it is, is we created this annual summit and we brought together 45 of the world's top instructors and we did something that no one's ever done before. And that is we gave this content away for free. So I recorded over 80 hours of video training content one-on-one with each of the instructors. Some of them pre-recorded content and sent it in. And we do kind of a, a little 15 minute back and forth to just to talk about what they recorded first to give some context behind it. And we created all of this content, which was, if you were to pay for it, you'd probably spend about $7,500, $8,000 personally to, to get access to it. And we gave it away for free. And that's so amazing. We had, we ran that on the, the 27th through the 31st of July. We started the process of building it out really actually happened before COVID hit, which was the funniest thing about this entire thing was we actually started building out the idea for this summit before COVID hit. And then once it did and everything got shut down across the board, people were like, Hey, are you going to like fire this thing up? Because it's the perfect time. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it is the perfect time. Let's do it. And uh, so we kicked it off. It took us three months. And when I say we, I mean myself. And then eventually when I got some sponsorship money and I, I hired some people to help me out on the back end. Uh, but in, in three months, we ended up running an event that we had over, we had 12,500 live attendees. <laughs> Holy cow. And, That's awesome. um, and we're continually getting more and more um, agencies and officers that are, that are purchasing it because what we're doing is we're actually subsidizing the training costs. So it's only a few dollars um, per person. And so the entire police agency can buy it for all their officers and have access to that to use for in-service training. That's and great. Training because they don't have access to any training right now. So it was free if you attended in person live. Correct. Now, if you want the replay, then the agency purchases the replay of it to go through all 80 hours or whatever it is. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Great idea. Yeah. So we had uh, 70 people, 76 countries, um, all six continents, all six inhabitant continents. Um, really interesting and really interesting when you look at the analytics on it, because we had like 60 or 70 people from like Kenya, like just random, random spurts around the world. Uh, we had instructors from the UK, from, uh, Australia, Canada, the United States, but we really had this global audience, which was really, really cool to see. And, um, when we actually did a live, I did a live, uh, pre-event on the Sunday before we launched it. And we actually had people from all six continents on the call live when we, <laughs> wow. when we ran it the Sunday before, which was really, really neat. So yeah, the, the, this conference kind of came out of nowhere and we, it was so successful that we, we ended up raising over $15,000 for charity. So all of the, I ran it nonprofit essentially where all of the profit and revenue that came in either went to the operational costs and whatever was left over, I donated to charity that went to help support mental health uh, initiatives for, for law enforcement and first responders. And so we did all that. And now everyone's saying, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? (laughs) And so we have the next one planned for, we're going to do another annual event next year, but we're also going to run interspaced with that probably every couple months, like a one day hyper-focused event on something like, so say for example, tactical 
operations or search and rescue, tactical medicine, mental health and resiliency, pick your favorite topic. We'll probably hone in on one and, and run a one day little mini event and create, we're really creating a network of these training contents with some of the top organizations and companies in the world so that we're actually bringing people from all over the world together to, to have access to all this training at pretty much pennies on the dollar. So. With regard to your podcast uh, over the last 10 months, you had just started, like we talked about, you were at episode 10. What is the growth trajectory of the podcast look like over the 10 months? Has it been more uh, like swooping up hockey stick kind of plateaued? Was it a, a linear direct increase? What did it look like? Yeah, it's it. I would say that it's pretty. the The growth rate is has remained pretty constant. Okay. So it took a big bump here just last month with the with the summit because the podcast obviously is my baby. So it was one of the presenting sponsors for the for the nice. summit. Um, and so we yeah we've seen a pretty steady growth curve. I think I'm at around forty five hundred downloads month ish right now um and, and the only reason that, that it's been that is because i haven't um released a new episode in, in two months because we've been so busy with all the with the summit when you so were all, when you catalog. were when you were doing it regularly was it a weekly podcast where you're releasing an episode a week yes yeah, okay we try we're trying once a week um depending on what was happening with life at the time sometimes it would be two every five days sometimes we there'd be a 10-day gap but on gotcha. average, four a month. Yes. Good. What was your uh, What was your job when you started this? Because obviously you're doing this full time. What were you doing before this? So really interesting. I actually took time off. So here's and so I guess this is kind of the caveat to uh, to the entire process. So I hope people don't hate me for it. But so up here in Canada, we have a pretty amazing um, system for parental leave. And so what happened was when my second child was born, I took time off to help my wife at home. And uh, in that time frame, when I was at home, she was like, you need to do something. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> so <laughs> we started I that did, before. <laughs> so I did a few different things. So I started off, actually, I started a social media marketing agency first. And I did that for three or four months, had probably five or six clients, I actually made some money with it, but I hated it. I hated it so much. It just wasn't my jam. It, you know, I just, I didn't like the flow of it. I didn't like the speed that you had to really handle things at. And so I was like, I'm going to take a step back. I sold it to a local agency and just walked away from it. But then I took that and I parlayed it into this whole podcasting idea, which kind of gave me a leg up when I wanted to start creating all of the content and the things that went around the podcast. So I felt really comfortable in that because I had already had a few months of experience just doing that full time. And so I started the podcast and I still continue to, to teach and train. I'm a defensive tactics instructor and I have been for a very long time. So interspersed with what I'm doing, I still teach and I instruct courses and things like that. So learning development and training has always been my, my full-time part-time job. And this kind of just slid right into the middle of that. So nice. So when we talked 10 months ago, we gave you a handful of, uh, of suggestions and recommendations. You know, it was a very technical, heavy sort of podcast, you know, because you were talking to those law enforcement emergency response professionals. Um, and we gave you a variety of, of pieces of feedback. Which 
suggestions did you take and put into effect that really were effective in, in helping you create a better podcast? The funny, so real funny story real quickly. And I don't know, I don't know why I waited for us to be recording this for me to tell you this because it got me <laughs> in trouble the first time. So when we first did this episode, funny enough, actually before you had jumped on, when Dave and I were just going back and forth, just talking, one of the things that I had said was I got this letter from one of the fans saying, you know, I really enjoy your content. I love it. Would you mind not swearing in your podcast? And, you know, it's a, it's a military law enforcement podcast. And I, so I respectfully was like, listen, man, I, I appreciate where you're coming from, but probably not a possibility, you know, <laughs> especially, especially if we're talking in context, right? If I'm explaining something someone is saying to me or to an officer or to however, and those words are part of that conversation, I'm going to say them because it gives context. So I said, and if you're thinking about getting into law enforcement, maybe not the job for you if you're offended by people swearing, just a thought. So that we had that conversation and immediately after that episode went on to YouTube for however long it was up there, I got my first like two-star review with like zero comments on it. And I'm 99% positive it was that one kid who saw that and was like, screw these guys. And, uh, <laughs> and tanked my review on, uh, on iTunes. So that's the only one that sub five that I have. Uh, anyway, to, sorry to, to go back to your, to your question. The one, two things that I did automatically after we had our conversation, one was you had, I believe you had referenced the audio. So the, that the audio wasn't equalized at the same level. So that was something that was an easy fix. Um, and yeah, I remember so I, your, uh, I think it was your intro audio was drowning you out at the beginning. We couldn't quite hear what you were saying. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that was a quick fix. And the other one was I chopped my, I changed my intro up and I chopped it. So it used to be probably 40 seconds, 45 seconds. And I really cut it down to about 15 and there was just too much filler. Like I found that it wasn't really relevant. And so what I changed was originally what I would do is we'd run the intro, which was pre-record like the, it was a pre-produced introduction with music and all these types of things. And then it would say, and here's your host, Adam Kanakin. And then that's where the music would drop. I'd speak over the music and introduce the guest. And then we'd jump into the recording. And then immediately I would again, ask the guest to be like, Hey, tell us about yourself. So it was kind of redundant. Um, and I think that was something that you had brought up was like, you know, there was a big chunk there where he was basically just talking about himself. <laughs> yep. So, it, and it, this, that didn't change for a little bit, but I'll tell you why I changed that is it came with confidence in when people were cut. If I was like, if they're coming to this podcast to listen to me and this guest at some point, someone's like, dude, we trust you. Like we exactly. trust that everybody you're bringing on is an expert. So they don't need to, you know, they don't need to justify their experience for us to listen to them. So that was, that was a big thing. So what I did was I actually added a very quick five second clip at the beginning of every episode where I basically say, welcome to tactical breakdown podcast. Today we're talking about search and rescue. Let's get into it. And so essentially as soon as somebody, every episode, they get that. What is this about? Like right there. And if they don't like it, click next, next, next. Perfect. And if they, do, they jump in. It plays like a few seconds of the intro music, the very, the truncated intro, which is now like 15 seconds. And then it breaks off into me and I go right into Hey, thanks for being here. Here's what's going. Here's what's coming out. If there's anything interesting happening right now, 
um, what, who's the guest is. And then I bring on the guest and that's it. So the intro is super condensed and we jump right into the topics right away. And the feedback on that was awesome. Everyone's like, Hey, really like what you did with the intro, you know, like saved a ton of time. So yeah, I remember, uh, in, in that particular episode, Dave gave you some feedback that you gave a whole lot of history. And Dave was like, is that really necessary? Let's just get into the conversation. And uh, I think a piece of feedback I gave you was that um, uh, you, you would start the interview with, uh, tell us tell us who you are and what you do, and what you're all about, sort of generic. Tell the audience about yourself sort of right. thing, which right. was just kind of open-ended and we'd wander into the into the interview. And it sounds like now you just kind of get right into the, the meat and potatoes. Let's hit it. Yeah. And I've also, I've also developed more of, I guess, my type of voice in that I'm more comfortable while we're recording. And these are all like, for the most part, these are all my friends. They're all my colleagues. They're people that I talk to on a daily basis, regardless of the <laughs> podcast or not. Right. So it was funny because listening back to some of the earlier episodes, I was so, I guess, it was, I was trying to be too professional in the way I came across. Like I was trying to teach a course, right? Like I'm standing up in front of 50 people that I don't know saying like, here's information you need to have. And, and really that's, that's now transformed into, it's like, you know, it's like, Eric, what's going on, brother. Tell me what's happening. Like just one-on-one conversation between me and my buddy. And it's like, let's, let's get the listener in to our mindset when we actually have these discussions about training you know, it's, it shouldn't be us teaching you something. It should be you listening to us and, and hearing how we discuss the training and how it gets developed. Because really that's, that's the secret sauce. I changed the dynamic and really that, again, it really helped in, in the reviews and what people. Yeah. It's just a three person conversation. It's you and your guest and then the, and the guy listening and that's it. I mean, if it's just like he's eavesdropping on the conversation between you two discussing the subject matter. Always makes it a better conversation. Love it. So go ahead, Dave. Well, was there anything? Because I know there are parts of it. Because again, you had gone like into the weeds, and I'm not a cop, so I don't understand what a a PM XK ninety seven X double X thing. You know, <laughs> CCTM. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so was there anything that we suggested that you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. These these guys don't get it or anything like that. Or I, you know, what there wasn't a lot of stuff that you brought up in the, in the initial interview where you were like this, you shouldn't do this anymore. There was, there really wasn't any of that. I don't think I can't remember, but if there was, I probably would have taken a pretty hard look at it. Some of the stuff, I mean, we, we went through the website. You guys really liked the website, which probably three weeks after we had that episode, I completely changed it and went to a different provider. (laughs) So so I don't know if you want to take that uh, as, as that, but really there wasn't too much, that, you know, some of the things obviously that we talk about, we can't, it, it's a lot, it's really difficult, especially we see, we still find this now when we're trying to explain to the public, Hey, this is what we're training police officers. It's, it's just the, because you don't have a background in it, it's hard to understand. So certain things may seem long and drawn out to what we're discussing, but it's the same thing. It's like, I can't sit there and listen to an ornithologist podcast for an hour as they discuss, you know, flight patterns of certain birds. Right. I just don't care. Yeah. And the fact that I even know what an ornithologist is tells you how bored I get sometimes. <laughs> but 
You know what I mean? Everybody's now looking up ornithologists yeah. on their phone. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Canadian <laughs> educational system. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, but that's just the thing. It's the podcast. And that goes back to your, the initial comment that you made, though, about finding your, your niche and knowing your target audience. You guys aren't my target audience. Exactly. So I love you guys to death. I don't give a what you say about the podcast <laughs> at the end of the day, because it's, it's not designed for you. Exactly. It's designed right. for people that are listening to it. So they can take, take something actionable and useful away from that short period of time that I have with them. And that's really, I think the the overriding factor is all the technical stuff that you guys brought up. I made changes to as soon as I could, because it, it's, it's universal. It's a technical issue on and and I don't think you guys even commented a lot on the content because like you said, it was, it was kind of out of your depth. So you were just like, listen, I think it sounds good. Like, you know, little long and drawn out here, probably cut that back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's my problem. That's the whole reason I'm a podcaster now is because I talk too damn much. <laughs> so that's, I really think that's that was the, uh, that was some of the feedback we gave you was like, well, it's a little jargon heavy, but that's who you're talking to. So if you just want to talk to those people, then fine, roll with it. If you want to expand the audience a little bit, maybe do a little explaining of the jargon. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a matter of taste, right? That's just your style. So, um, you know, we were there to to kind of brush up the, the structural matter and then you can populate it however you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've come a long way in, since the the 10 months that we've spoken to you. Where do you see the show going from, you know, from now going forward? Do you have anything planned or, or areas that you're like, Ooh, I might do this or that, or where, where are you going from here? Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, the problem with me is I have like, I have a really hyperactive hamster in my brain that doesn't ever sit down. <laughs> so I have a million irons in the fire, but one of the things with the podcast specifically, cause that's what we're talking about is I just sat down and had a meeting last week uh, with a, a professional company up here where I live to basically take over the production of the podcast for me. I just, with all of the other things we have going on, I don't have time. And this is the podcast is what got me started. So I'm continuing it come hell or high water because that's what brought me here. And I still love doing it. I, you know, in the fun, it's funny, the last two months, I've been doing all these video recordings and all these sessions and I haven't got to just sit down and record a podcast episode and I'm jonesing hard to just sit down and, and just start <laughs> hammering out episodes, which is funny because I never thought I, I'd be in that boat. But so I hired a, a company and so they're going to take over all the production and the, the marketing and um, starting with dynamic ad insertion because of all the things that have happened with the events, we have sponsors that want to jump on board and support the podcast. So we're going to do dynamic ad insertions. And basically I'm going to run that as a, like I'm going to run it as a zero, just, I I don't want to make a profit on it and I don't want to lose money on it. Whatever money comes into that is going to be spent on the podcast and it's going to stay at that and hopefully be able to grow it. And then again, take that and work it in with all of the other things that we're doing and, and have that be the constant. And so really that's the, that's going to be the driving force behind everything that we do moving forward. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, once you can, once you bring in a little bit of money with the show, if you're able to hire out the, the routine stuff of producing the show where you focus on just the great content and then you turn it over to somebody else to, 
polish it up and post it while you go do other things to drive the business. That's a fantastic plan right there. Looking at the podcast, any way Dave and I might be able to help you? You got any questions or looking for any feedback on any particular thing? For me, it's it's funny. I've, I'm kind of in a weird spot because I've only been doing this for a year, just over a year now. And I already have, you know, there's so many, uh, for example, a great friend of mine started a podcast pretty much the same time as I did. Um, and he's still kind of fighting through and his, his podcast is actually doing really well. And we do a lot of stuff back and forth with each other but he started this Canadian podcasters network. And so I'm part of that. And I literally feel like the, a lot of my time now is done doing what you guys are doing. And it's not that I'm an expert in any shape of the imagination <laughs> when it comes to podcasting, but I feel like I'm able to at least give back um, or provide words of encouragement or because I have enough exposure in our industry now that somebody's like, do you want to come on to my podcast? I'm like, 1000%, just let me know when and where. And I'm able to give back now to, to other podcasters, which I think is probably the coolest spot to be in. Just to know that like somebody calls me up with a question and they say, Hey man, how do I, you know, how do I do this? How did you even, you know, for example, that there, was it just Amazon that just released their new yeah. podcast platform? Was that, I just got like an email on that yesterday or today. Yeah. It's, it's, it's confusing a little bit because if you're on Libsyn, you can submit to that right from your dashboard. If you're not on Libsyn, they just now put out a link for everybody else. And the confusing part is it doesn't exist yet. They're populating a database as they get ready because when they roll it out, they want stuff to be there. So people are submitting their show and going, hey, I went to Amazon. I went to Audible. I can't find my show. And it's like, it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. We're just <laughs> populating it. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's um, and there are more players coming in. Well, so. it was, it was weird. I know this, we just totally went down a rabbit hole on this, but real quick, quickly, um, cause I was before I switched providers. So I'm on, I'm on Podbean currently. I'm going to be switching right away. Unfortunately, Dave, I'm, I'm sorry. I won't be going to Libsyn, That's um, all right. but, uh, we're switching and on Podbean, it actually showed, it was like, here's a, an independent, um, RSS feed for your individual episode. And it said, it said so that you can plug this into an Alexa flash briefing. Right. And so that was something that was brand new. I'd never seen that before. And that just populated in the last day or two saying like, Hey, we're they're finding ways for people to be able to take that and integrate it into that system already, even though it doesn't exist, um, well, which shows you the kind of power they have behind it. That's a different thing. A flash briefing in theory should be 10 minutes or less. Uh, and there's only one episode in your feed because the idea is if I'm listening to like, I have one that it tells me the, weather and then it goes into a news story and then it goes into a podcast thing. And if I'm listening to the news story part, I'm like, I don't really care. I want to get to the weather. I can tell the woman of the tube to skip. Well, if you have multiple episodes in your feed for that particular skill, it goes to your next thing. You're like, no, no, I want to go to the weather. And you're going, Alexa, skip. And it's like, here comes episode three. And you're like, skip episode four. So an Amazon skill, you have one episode in your feed. And that's where uh Podbean has that. Libsyn has that. If you have, email support, we can tell you how to do that. And you, you put a little bit into your regular feed so that it only shows the last one. So that's actually different. And then again, this is Amazon getting involved. So you have the, the, uh, I, I don't want Lexi, you have a Lexi skill. And, and that's the other confusing thing. There are Lexi skills where you can have multiple episodes, but you're talking about a flash briefing. That's meant to be one episode, 10 minutes or less, something that somebody can listen to while they're brushing their teeth in the morning. But this is actually audible 
and Amazon Music that are are coming on board. So again, Amazon's a bit, so the fun part is you think about all the devices that now you can say because Amazon, as you might imagine, they have all their their lovely glowing hockey pucks are all tied into Amazon Music. So that could be uh, pretty fun. You know, it's funny. We have a Google, we use Google home. That's the kind of the main mm-hmm. one here. Um, but my three-year-old figured out how to use it now. Um, so I think I have to throw that thing in the garbage because it's getting a little, <laughs> it's getting yeah. a little crazy. Yeah. Um, here's a question. I do have a question for you now that this has come up. Um, so with the, with the event that we did, like I said, we have 80 hours of video content training. It's literally training content. So with that, I was going to take snippets of that content, little modules and release those as little training snippets on the podcast once a week. Would it make sense then using this, this flash briefing idea of 10 minutes or less to truncate those, those segments into 10 minutes or less and then repurpose them also for a flash briefing? Sure. Cause you, and it, it is kind of weird. It depends because I know like, like especially now in the middle of COVID, if you can make a flash briefing for kids that will entertain them so mom and dad can get 10 minutes of, you know, calm and peace or, you know, let mom go get some lunch or whatever. Those are doing uh, kid stuff is going bonkers right now on that. Uh, I've had my podcast stuff on there forever and it's a handful for whatever reason that, because again, my audience is nerdy. They're going to go to the, you know, Apple podcast app. They don't have to get it through a smart speaker. Uh, so I think it depends on what it is, but like news, uh, I think does pretty well. I listened to uh, pod news from um, James Cridlin on that and things like that. And I also have like the Bible verse day of the day kind of thing pop up. And so it's me listening to about five minutes worth of material while I try to get the strength to get, to get out of bed. Yeah. Flash but, briefings are usually designed as a, a bring you up to speed. Like, yeah. you know, give me the latest headlines or give me the weather or give me, you know, it's it's a briefing, so it kind of briefs you, brings you up to speed with whatever topic you're on. So I don't know that your the, those little ten minute bits would make sense as a briefing because it would be different every day. But it might be uh, like a series of consumable ten minute episodes that people can go in and if they have ten minutes, consume one of them. If they have half hour for lunch, maybe they're doing three of them or something like that, where they're little smaller modules that are easy to consume, but maybe not a, necessarily a briefing. Yeah. It's interesting with that. Now that now, again, the hamster's just running wild here. So <laughs> with those, would it make sense then if I'm going to be running a series of shorter clips now, I don't want to bifurcate the podcast, but essentially, cause I'm running hour to two hour episodes. So if I, if I have like an hour episode and then like a 15 minute, 10 minute spot and an hour episode, like, is that, would that prevent people from, from utilizing it in that way? Do you think, or do you think they would skip past every skip to every second episode to, to get that content? Go ahead. What I was going to say is if, if you were producing your podcast on a regular basis, I could see that working. But, you know, when we were talking a little bit ago, you were talking about, well, there's a, you know, it's sometimes there's a couple in a week. Sometimes it's once every 10 days. So I'm not in the habit of listening to your show every Friday because it's always coming out on the same day each week. So let's say you release your show every Friday. So I'm listening to it 
when I'm doing my Saturday shift or on my way into work on Monday, what I'm listening to it on a regular basis because I know you have a new episode out every Friday. Then if you, if you then release the smaller 10 minute episode every Tuesday, then I'm in the habit. I know that Friday, I get the long interview. Tuesday, I get the bonus episode. Friday, I get the long interview. Tuesday, I get the bonus episode. So I know the routine. Mm -hmm. Since you don't have the routine with the longer episode, I think it becomes more difficult to get people in the habit of going alternating episodes or longer, too shorter, longer, too shorter. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I understand. The best part about this is now I'm paying somebody to do it. So they have to put it out whenever when yeah. they're supposed to. It's not my responsibility anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want to get into that routine, I can definitely see that working yeah. where you you give it to them and you go, hey, I want Monday and Wednesday are short episodes. Friday's the long episode mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, however you want to work it out. I mean, if you have if you have 60 hours of video and you're going to cut them down into 10 minute sections, you have a bajillion small episodes that you could put out. You could do two a week and a longer one. Yeah, what I've seen yeah. some people do, because it is hard to cut those down, is to just make like a quick two minute commercial. Like this week on the such and such podcast, I talk with so and so, and then here's a clip, yada yada yada. Make that valuable, don't? And then just like, hey, to hear the whole interview, you know, go over to such and such because you know you could make like a quick little mini episode out of that because that's what James Cridlin does. He's like, he, he gives like three or four podcast stories and he's like, find more stories in my newsletter. Cause that's really what he wants people to do is, is cause his newsletter's mm. got advertising in it and things like that. So he's pushing people to get more stories at, at his newsletter. So, the, so would you say put those smaller clips in the same feed, the same podcast feed? You could, that's going to be cause some people like short stuff. And then other people are like, wait, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, this is great to, on my, my treadmill. I'm, I'm, you know, you're with me through the whole thing and I'm like 0. 0.2 miles into this and it's over. You're like, wait, what's going on? So yeah, it could be, I know, um, Jordan Harbinger has a, a similar thing, but all of his episodes are the roughly the same length. It's just, uh, Monday and Wednesday, it's an interview. Friday is feedback Friday. So that's one, but I know it's like in, you know, I, I always kind of cherry pick whoever the guest is what I listen to, but I know if I'm putting on Jordan show, it's probably going to be about an hour. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a consistency guy. I like all, if I'm coming to a show and I know it's going to be a 30 minute show, I like it to always be roughly 30 minutes. If it's going to be a two hour show, I like it to be a, if I'm, if I'm expecting a two hour show and I get 25 minutes, I feel shorted. <laughs> So and it's I, just getting them in the habit of doing whatever it is you want them to do and then being consistent for it. Yeah. And if you really want to test it out, you could always just open up a new, you know, uh, plan on your media host just for the uh, Amazon part. Give it a test run because there may be an audience over there and there may not be depending on the scenario. So you could kind of do a test run and then kind of go from there. Yeah, that's the one thing with our audience is it, it is very like with our because we're in law enforcement, obviously, right now, if you go on social media, not the friendliest place to be right now. <laughs> so it's it's difficult, especially when we're trying to promote things. I'll promote a podcast and, you know, the, the amount of comments that we get that are negative just from random, right. you know, the peanut gallery. I mean, I find them entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's not really getting to the audience that I want because what will happen is there'll be a few not ideal 
people that get a hold of it, they start commenting or whatever they do, and it gets then shown to their people. And then their people co- comment on it, it gets shown to those. And so it kind of take it diverts down the path of where, and so it, it never kind of gets back to where I want it to go, which is getting to law enforcement personnel, which again are leaving social media on mass. Sure. So mm-hmm. that that's the other thing that I'm looking at doing with what, what we've put together is actually creating a network separate from standard social media that people in law enforcement, military emergency response can go to, to share things like podcasts, to share training and education and information, because it doesn't matter how, you know, how honest and how clean your, your intentions are in, in doing anything right now, you're going to get just crapped on. And that's just the way it is right now. So it's a very difficult space to be in uh, for, for us anyways. I can, uh, you mentioned earlier with the type form thing, you might want to throw out a poll to your audience and, and just have it, you know, do you have a smart speaker? If I create one of these, would you add it to your, your flash mm-hmm. briefing? Cause they might go, what's a, what do you mean smart speaker? And you're like, okay, maybe this isn't going to fly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that on, in our end for sure. So you know, a lot of people like to consume content in various ways, whether that's written or video or audio. And I think if I remember right, the first time we talked, you talked a lot about guys listening to this stuff when they're on their shift, you know, and so being a two hour episode doesn't bother them because that they, they're just looking for something to, to consume while they're on patrol or whatever like that. Um, so I don't know if, 10 minute episodes within this feed makes sense because that's not how they're consuming it. Mm-hmm. So it definitely probably uh, benefit you to, to survey the audience and figure out what they want and how they, you know, if I had these 10 minute trainings, how would you most like to consume them? Yeah. And I mean, I'm lucky now because we have this, we ran this event. And so I have this massive email list. Nice. Fantastic. At- that just came out of nowhere. So and it's great. really useful in, in, in that. So that's something simple. Like we just ran a poll post summit. So after the summit, I basically just sent out an email to everybody. Hey, thank you guys for taking a part in this. Can I just get your feedback? Cause as an instructor, we want to know what we can do better next time. And I think I got out of, I, so I sent, there was like 12,000. I sent out, I think I got like 2000 back. Holy cow. That's so, a great return. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going through, I actually had to pay somebody to go through and actually analyze all the data on it and give me the cold notes because it's just too, it's too much. So, but that's, that's the kind of, I mean, it's showing me that people are interested in what we're putting out. Like they're, they're bought in. So it's, it's really, how do we, how do we make it? So it it works best for everyone and it's not going to work for everybody. There's going to be outliers, but because it's such, and again, going back to the beginning, because we have such a very niche audience, it's so much easier to create content that fits more people than not, because we're not trying to please everybody. It's right. literally, I can just hone it into one very tight ball and say, here's your content. And they're like, that's perfect. Whereas I find a lot of people when you're jumping around to different things, you can't really do that. And you're going to, you're going to find a lot of people that are like, I don't like that anymore. So um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. I'm going to, I wrote, I made a little note here for myself. Great. Well, Adam, where can, uh, again, where can people find your stuff? Yeah. Well, thanks man. And thank you guys for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to sit and, and talk shop with you guys. 
the the best place to find me is at thebreakdown.ca and uh, that's the podcast website you can check that out Um, and we also run a live event every month which is called the instructors roundtable where we do a live broadcast for three hours with uh, four subject matter experts on any given topic and so that's hosted on youtube and facebook and everything so um, that's also something really cool to to check out but yeah thebreakdown.ca nice eric where can people find you you can find me over at podcasttalentcoach.com. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to have Eric and myself look over your podcast, and it's not just the beginning, it's the beginning, middle, the end, your website, your flow. And Adam can tell you we have you fill out a form so we kind of get an idea of what your podcast is is aiming at so we can see if your content's in alignment with your podcast. And you can sign up for that over at podcastreviewshow.com. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, until we meet again, remember there's always room for improvement. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.